Impact Ministries. It's time once again for another look into God's infallible book as we welcome you to another broadcast of The Riches of Grace. This program is the radio voice of Grace School of the Bible and is brought to you by Christian people who believe the Bible to be the Word of God and who appreciate its power and authority. At the heart of our ministry is the desire to help you appreciate and rejoice in the riches of God's grace to us in Christ. That's why we call this program The Riches of Grace. We're happy you've tuned our way today and trust that our time together will prove a real blessing as we continue with a series of studies designed to help you understand and enjoy the Bible. My name is Alex Kurz, and it's my privilege to invite you to join us as Richard Jordan, president of Grace School of the Bible, brings us another message from the Word of God. One of the very distinctive marks of the Christian faith is the fact that that God himself has accomplished for us that which the religions of the world require us to do for ourselves. Uh, religion is man's attempt uh, to, to bind himself to God. Uh, men have an innate knowledge. They, they, they have a knowledge of, that God has placed in, into every person's heart, according to Romans chapter 1. Uh, every person knows two things. They know, one, that there's a God. Uh, atheism and all the rest, that, that, that's all designed uh, by, by people who are seeking to get away from something that they know inherently. Uh, everybody knows there's a God. God put a, a uh, Pascal called it a God-shaped vacuum in the heart of every person. And uh, uh, that, that's there. And atheism and, and agnosticism and all the rest are, are simply uh, isms that are developed to try to get around that kind uh, of an idea. The fool hath said in his heart, there is no God. So he made that idea up, and he is trying to convince himself of it. Well, God says everybody knows there's a God. And number two, innately everyone knows that you're going to face God in judgment. And that's why people are naturally religious. Call it what they will. The religion can be can be a very secular, humanistic kind of a, a materialism, but it will be worshipped with the fervor of, of religion. And in the day in which we live, religion is, is on the, is on the, the upswing. Uh, being spiritually minded and spiritual is, is a very uh, popular thing uh, just now. And it's, it's, it's the swing of the pendulum away from the, the crass materialism of the last three decades. And yet it's not a swing toward light and truth, but rather seeking to get in touch with, some, with your spiritual side has become a, a cultural pop icon kind of an idea. And yet because of, uh, of man's innate, selfish, sinful nature, uh, self-centered nature, uh, the pursuit of, of, of the spiritual is done by sort of like the blind leading the blind. Uh, Romans 1 goes on to say that when they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them up to a reprobate mind. They didn't want God's way. They didn't want God's truth. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools, and their foolish heart was darkened. So it isn't a you don't find God by seeking Him on your own. You find God because God has revealed Himself to us, and that's what the Word of God is all about. That's what the Bible is all about. And as we study week by week here on this Bible study broadcast, what we're doing is we're not seeking to promote religion. Uh, we're seeking to uh, examine the revelation that God has given of Himself 
of his will, of his purpose, of his plan, and of his accomplishment. Now, there's something that God has done in that regard that is absolutely and completely uh, uh, and, and totally complete. Uh, last week, we were talking about the fact that God has accomplished some things for us, at least three things for, for us that are absolutely complete and finished. Colossians 2, verse 10 says, you are complete in Christ. Um, there's such a complete work that's been done for you and for me at Calvary that nothing needs to be added to it. Um, nothing needs to be accomplished that uh, can go beyond what that work was done. Now, that, I understand that's hard for us to to understand and to believe that 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 a you can do something uh, so perfectly that that it never needs to be to be added to or improved upon. We can't do that. You know that. Uh, if you don't know that fella, just ask your wife. She'll tell you. You know. We, we have a problem that we can't do it. Uh, we're always working to improve things. But God has done something for us that can't be improved on. Now, religion would never accept that. Religion is the idea that, well, you do the best you can, and when you've done the best you can, then God comes in and does the rest. You know, God helps those who help themselves sort of thing. But what the Bible says is that the best you can do won't make it. The best you can do is to fail. Uh, the best you can do comes short of the glory of God. Therefore, the only thing you can do is to trust God's righteousness and God's work in your behalf. And he's done a complete work for us in Christ. But not only did he, did he do a complete work for us in Christ, but he's also given us a book, given us a manual, given us an instruction manual that is a complete revelation of everything he wants us to know about everything he's done for us in Christ and everything he's going to accomplish. Second Timothy chapter 3, verse number 16, Paul says, All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness that the man of God, here's the purpose, here's the intent for which all Scripture is given. The doctrine, the reproof, the correction, the instruction in righteousness is to accomplish something, that the man of God may be perfect. You say, well, what does that mean? Does that mean he's going to be sinless? No. That isn't what perfection here is talking about. The word perfect means to be complete, to be whole to be lacking nothing. Now, the word perfect is followed by a comma, and there's going to be a positive of explanation here, and there's going to be a definition of what it is to be perfect. Throughly furnished unto all good works. Now, notice that. God has provided his word so that the man of God, now, it doesn't say the child of God. It says the man of God. You and I, as believers, are adults in the family of God. We are not neophytes. We are adults, and we are treated as adults. Now, it's true that when you get saved, your understanding of your adult status is that of a babe. Your understanding of, uh, of your completeness in Christ is, uh, is, is, is that of, of someone who's uh, need, in need of instruction. And as newborn babes, we desire the sincere milk of the word that we may grow thereby, but our growth is only into a understanding of an identity that God has already given to us in Christ. We don't grow in order to gain 
in identity. You, you, you can't do that. Uh, corn doesn't grow in the field in order to become corn. It grows in the field because it is corn. You see, that's the difference. We're not serving and doing in order to become a child of God and to get saved. We serve, we do, we live because we are saved, because Christ does live in us, because we do have eternal life. And because of those things, God has given us a book that completely equips us for everything he has for us to do. The Word of God is is what God has given to us that equips adult sons to do all the good works that God has for us to do. God doesn't need to communicate to you or to me his will, his desire, where you should serve him and how you should serve him. He doesn't need to communicate that to us through dreams or visions or some special kind of leading of the Spirit and road signs along the way. Rather, he already has told us what he wants us to do. He's already told us what he's doing, and it's a complete revelation of all of his mind. Ephesians chapter number 1 when Paul describes the the way the the blessing, he says bless, that, that he's that God has blessed us, the Father has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. You've been completely equipped, and then he begins in Ephesians one to list some of them, and he he, he goes through the our election and predestination and and and, and acceptance and and redemption and forgiveness, <clears throat> and then in verse number eight. Uh, Ephesians 1, verse 8, he says this, We're in, talking about the riches of his grace, and that, by the way, is where we get the title for this radio program. Wherein he hath abounded toward us in all wisdom and prudence. Not only has he given us forgiveness and redemption and acceptance and a purpose and meaning in life, made us a part of something he's been, been he, he's planned and chosen to do, but he's also intelligized us about all of that. He's abounded toward us in all wisdom and prudence, having made known unto us, listen, the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in himself. God the Father literally has taken us into his inner circle and has revealed his ultimate purpose, his ultimate genius, and he wants us to rejoice in it with him. The master plan, as it were. Literally, God the Father has taken us back into the, to the eternal counsels of the Godhead in eternity past when God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit had an eternal life conference before they ever made anything. And the good pleasure that, they, that he purposed in himself there, he's made known to us. You see, Bible study is not just trying to study a book to prove that you're right and the other guy's wrong. Oh, <laughs> uh, no. Bible study is not simply studying the Bible so you can find out how you can get God to give you a new Toyota or mint coat or get your light bills paid this month. No. Bible study is not so that when the flat tire you know comes, you can figure out some way that God's going to send a tow truck along to, to fix it for you without it costing you an arm and a leg. No, no. Bible study is not for what most people want to make it. That's my point. 
Bible study, why that's looking into the revelation that God has given of given us of his thinking, of his mind. And he's revealed to us the mystery, the secret of his will. Now think about that for a minute. If God has revealed his secret, then is there anything that we don't know? If he's revealed the secret of his will, the mystery of his will, then is there anything in the will of God that isn't revealed? Well, if he's revealed all of the secret, everything that's not revealed, and he's revealed it, everything he hadn't made known, he's made it known, then, friend, there isn't any more for us to know. There's nothing more for him to say. Every instruction that God has for you and for me, for everyone, is right here in his book. And there's, no, there's nothing more to be said. There's no need for him to speak any further than what he already has spoken in his word. You see, God tells me in his word what he wants me to know. If you go to God today and you pray and you say, Lord, I need forgiveness, you know what he'll say to you? You're complete in Christ. We looked at that last week. It's already done for you. You go to God and say, Lord, I need power. You know what he'll say? You're complete in Christ. It's already done for you. Well, when you go to God and say, Lord, I need to know what to do, you know what he says? The book's complete. It already tells you. Go get in it. You see, God is a God, the God of the Bible, is a God who desires to reveal himself and his will. He's not a God like the, like the, the gods of the world who want to keep you in the dark, keep you afraid, keep you wondering. The God of the Bible delights in being known as the God that reveals secrets. Daniel chapter 2, when Daniel was called on the carpet and called in to in, interpret Nebuchadnezzar's dream, you remember the story? Nebuchadnezzar had a big, he had a dream and it bothered him and he called all of his religious muckety-mucks in and he said, I want you to do two things. Number one, I want you to tell me the dream and then I want you to tell me the interpretation. And they said, man, nobody ever did that before. You tell us the dream, we'll give you the interpretation. And Nebi said, no, you, I don't trust you. You tell me what I dreamed. Then I know the interpretation comes from God. And they just, well, nobody ever wanted that. They, they puffed all up. And he says, well, you don't do it. I'm going to bump you off because I won't need you if you can't talk to me, you know, if you can't get, if you can't get the job done. Nebuchadnezzar is a smart guy, a very practical man. A, a religion that can't tell you what it professes to tell you isn't worth a dead horse. I've told people for years, if your religion can't tell you where you're going when you die, what do you got it for? <laughs> what good is it? Well, if they couldn't speak for God, what good were they? Nebuchadnezzar, uh, I'm sorry, Daniel stepped forward. And Daniel said, answered and said, Blessed be the name of, of God forever and ever, for wisdom and might are his. He reveals the deep and secret things. He knows what is in the darkness, and light dwelleth with him. Daniel said, There is a God in heaven that revealeth secrets and maketh known to the king Nebuchadnezzar what should be in the latter days. Uh, and he says, He that revealeth secrets, that's God, makes known to thee what shall come to pass. You see that title, He that reveals secrets? God delights in being one that reveals. God He's a God who delights in equipping his people with information they need to serve him. That's the kind of God he is. 
He told he told the prophets, Amos 3, he said, I'll do nothing except I reveal it to my servants, the prophets. When Paul talks about the nation Israel in Romans chapter number 2, he says about them, he says, uh, that, that uh, uh, thou art called a Jew and resteth in the law and makest thy boast of God and knoweth his will and approveth things that are more excellent. How? Being instructed out of the law. They knew the will of God. They knew what God's will was because God had instructed them out of his law. You see, God always is sought and, and revealed his will, and he takes that revealed will and then causes it to be written down in a book. Isaiah 30, verse number 8, when he says through Isaiah, Now go, he says to Isaiah, write it before them in a table and note it in a book. Why? That it may be for the time to come forever and ever. Isaiah, I don't just want you to know it and the people that hear you talk. I want everybody to hear it, everybody to know it, that it might exist. for. So put it in a book so we can distribute it, send it out. You see, in Isaiah chapter 8, when... Isaiah says when they, the Lord says to Israel through Isaiah, God through Isaiah says, when they shall say unto you, seek unto them that have familiar spirits and unto wizards that peep and mutter, shall not a people seek unto their God for, for the living, the dead, to the law and to the testimony. If they speak not according to this word, it's because there's no light in them. Boy, we live in a day like that when people are peeping and muttering. You hear about the Brownsville stuff and the Toronto stuff and people barking like dogs and, and, and peeping and muttering like chickens and animals and all that. You know what that is? To the law and to the testimony. Get in the book. That's what he says. Get in the book. So, God, tell me what you want me to do. The answer, it's in the book. Believe the book. <laughs> you see, you're, you either believe it's there or you believe the book isn't complete. What can I tell you? It either is in God's will, God has revealed in his word, his will for your life, or there's something missing. And when you go to God and ask God to reveal to you what he wants you to do tomorrow afternoon, and you say, oh, God, tell me and show me, and you look somewhere other than the word of God, then you don't believe the Bible's complete. Can I tell you, God's a God of few words. Oh, but those words are powerful. He said what he needed to say, and he caused it to be written in a book. And I gives you that book and says, believe them, and that book will work effectually in you that believe. First Corinthians chapter 2, verse number 9, Paul says, As it is written, I hath not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. But God has revealed them unto us by his Spirit. Notice that God has revealed the things that he has prepared for them that love him. And how did he reveal it? He revealed it in his word. Which things also we speak not in words which man's wisdom teacheth, but which the Holy Ghost teacheth. Where do you find the words the Holy Spirit teaches? In the word of God, right. You see, someone says, what is God telling us by uh, by, by this event, or what does he mean by that, or what, what is this message in this experience? If God has prepared something for you, it is revealed in his word. If it didn't reveal it in his word, then listen, whatever it is, it isn't from God. You need to keep that. Now, that means that you need to understand 
a flat tire, a heart attack. You know what? They aren't from God. Why? Because the things he prepared for you as a child of God are revealed in his word. He's told me what he's prepared for me, and everything else is something else, something other than what God's prepared for me. Call it what you will. Just don't call it God, okay? God gives gives you explanation about what he's doing. And everything that happens in your life is not from God. I'm sorry. You say, but wait a minute, God's in control, isn't he? Yes, he is. And he can make the sovereign choice of his own will to give you free will. And yet say, you can do nothing against the truth but for the truth. You see, it's not a real great thing to make a puppet show, pull strings and make little puppets. But it is a great thing to give you and all of mankind a free will and yet to make his plans come through in the end regardless of anything you willed or planned. To make every knee bow and every tongue confess that Jesus is Lord to the glory of God the Father. That's a great God. And God has given that information that we need that he has for us in his book. Satan's information is in the world. You either are going to walk by the information God gives you or you aren't. You go to church. Now listen to me. You go to church and you hear programs, doctrine, preaching, ideas, but you don't hear God's Word being taught. You don't go home equipped to study and understand God's Word for yourself, then you're missing the purpose that God established the local church for. You say, but we're doing so. You can be doing, I hope you are, doing wonderful things. You're missing the purpose that God established the local church for. You need to be in a ministry where the Word of God is taught rightly divided and your faith is built into the truth of God's Word so that it can be God's Word an intelligent understanding of God's Word to you that your faith rests in so that it's God's Word working effectually in you that believe. Without that, without that, my friend, you're treading water, spinning your wheels, and you're just involved in religion. You say, Brother Rick, that's kind of plain. That's kind of hard. That's kind of direct. Well, I'm not trying to be unkind to you, but I'm telling you, Paul says, not for that we have dominion over your faith, but we're helpers together of your joy, for by faith you stand. God has given you, as, an, as a complete child of God, a complete revelation. He's given you information in that book, and that information in that book will work effectually in you when you believe it for his glory. But you have to understand, you have to know it, you have to understand it, and you have to believe it. Let me give you a Bible study tape that'll help you to get your feet grounded in some of these issues. The tape is entitled, Something Better Than a Miracle. I understand that people are always looking for divine interventions and miracles in their life, but God has something for you that's better than a miracle. Let me give you this this uh, uh, free Bible study tape. It'll help you to appreciate the importance of being complete in Christ and having a complete Bible to work and live in your life.
to receive your free copy of this Bible study, Something Better Than a Miracle. You simply call me here at our toll number, 888-535-2300. That's 888-535-2300. And we'll be glad to see that you get a free copy of this Bible study. You know, my friend, to understand that God's Word is complete, that everything you need to know from God is already available for you in His Word, you don't need to wonder about the will of God for your life. You don't need to wander around looking for God's will. You don't need to be bewildered about what God would really want you to be doing in your life. You don't need to chase your feelings, be driven by your feelings, or chase circumstances trying to identify where God's working. You don't need to try to use your intellect to figure it out. God has taken care of all of that. He's revealed his will for you in his word. And it's in that revealed will of God that you find the, 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 uh, the, the, the life of God working in you. The Bible, when you understand the power God has put in his word, that gives you confidence. It gives you a single-mindedness in the details of your life so you can focus your life like a laser on, on the life of Christ living in you. 1 Thessalonians 2, Paul says, It's the Word of God which works effectually in you that believe. You need to know you've got God's Word. That's why we talk to you about, about the Bible version issue. You need to know that the Word of God is enough, that it's sufficient. You need to know you can understand God's Word for yourself. That's why we talk to you about right division and dispensational Bible study. So you not only have God's Word, you can understand God's Word, and then you can believe God's Word. You can trust it. You can rely on it because it works effectually in you that believe. The key to having God's Word work into your life is to believe it. It's, it's better than anything else you'll find. Down south, we used to say it's better than sugar butter toast. This Bible study, Something Better Than a Miracle, will help you to appreciate the completeness of God's Word. If you want God to work in your life today, this is the key. Let me give you a free copy of Something Better Than a Miracle. You call us here at our toll-free number, 888-535-2300. That's 888-535-2300. There are people ready to answer the phone right now. They'll be glad to see that you get a free copy. If you'd rather write me, you can write me here at the Riches of Grace, Post Office Box 97, Bloomingdale, Illinois, 60108. That's P.O. Box 97, Bloomingdale, Illinois, 60108. If you surf the World Wide Web, you can find, our, our, uh, find us on the Internet at graceimpact.org. Grace Impact, that's one word, graceimpact.org. Org, we'd be glad to, uh, to to be in touch with you. We're, we're trying to be easy to find. You know, I, I, I couldn't make you believe something if you didn't want to. I wouldn't want to, but I want to make this information available to you. And can I also tell you that in your community, right where you're listening to this this study today on this radio station, there's a grace assembly in your community where these things are understood and proclaimed. My friend, you need that kind of a fellowship in your life this week. If you don't have an assembly to attend this weekend, where the Word of God is taught rightly divided, where the message of grace is clearly proclaimed, where the grace life is the issue, then you're robbing yourself and you're robbing your family, if you have one, of a divine operating asset that God intends to work in your life. 
Let me put you in touch with the folks in your area that understand God's word rightly divided and, and rejoice in the message of grace so that you can be a part of that kind of fellowship this week. You simply call us here at 888-535-2300, and we'll be glad to put you in touch with the folks in your area that uh, that are putting this radio program on this station and that rejoice in the truths you hear proclaimed here week after week. 888-535-2300, that's the number to call uh, to either get the free Bible study or to get the information about the folks in your area. Thanks for being with us today. Until we meet again this same time next week, Maranatha. Fat Orlando is open to help you during this crazy time. The CDC says those at greatest risk in today's world are those that are overweight, have high blood pressure, and or diabetes. Burn Fat Orlando helps you regain your health, losing up to 30 to 40 pounds in 40 days. Burn Fat Orlando is now offering phone appointments so you can do the program from the safety of your own home. Call Burn Fat Orlando now to find out why we're the only program that guarantees weight loss or your money back. For the most savings, call 855-889-8446. That's 855-889-8446 or at burnfatorlando.com. Take the word with you wherever you go with our mobile app, thewordorlando.com. Alexa, tune in, iHeart, and radio.com. Faith comes by hearing the new AM 990 and FM 101.5. The Word. Florida's most powerful voice in Christian talk radio. 50,000 watts. The new AM 990 and FM 101.5. The word. WTLN Orlando. W26ACT Orlando. Where faith comes by hearing. Make It Clear Ministries has sponsored this Make It Clear broadcast. Are you looking for truth from God's word that you can understand and apply to your life? You'll find it today on Make It Clear with Dr. Stan Pons, Bible teacher and president of Florida Bible College in beautiful Orlando.